Welcome back to The Dead Drop, your secret cachet of game news delivered safely and securely to your podcast player. I'm Matthew Bliss, your interpreter of the games industry, your prophet of playable material, your professor of time preservation. And you know what? I just love you guys. You're always coming back. I always see you downloading the podcast every week, and I really appreciate your time. I know I say it a lot, but I do appreciate you coming on back. With that being said, we have expanded the podcast out a little bit more. We're going to have a YouTube channel coming very shortly. I've also added the podcast to Podchaser and Good Pods, which you would have seen as an announcement on Instagram if you're subscribed. That's at Dead Drop Podcast. Expanding our network of availability a little bit will hopefully give you the podcast where you need to get it and where you can get it quickly. So if you do use either of those platforms, in particular Good Pods, then uh, yeah, have a look for us there. Make sure you're subscribed. Now, this is your transfer from the 14th of April, 2022, and these are the news stories that you need to know. In Steam Deck news, Valve has announced that they're going to be ramping up production of the Steam Deck, and that likely means that there's going to be reservation times that will be bumped up a little bit more. A lot of Steam Deck fans have been relishing the idea that they could move from Q3 of this year up to Q2. Uh, there has been changes to the way the reservations work as well and explaining it a little bit better for those who wouldn't necessarily understand the very obscure and vague language they tend to use. But the fact that they're increasing production means that there has been enough demand for it and people are having a great time with it. Also on people having a great time with it, the customizers and the modders have had a great time with the Steam Deck, and more notably, YouTuber ETA Prime has posted a 10-minute video of the steps he took to get an external graphics card hooked into his Steam Deck to increase the output and turn it into a literal ultra gaming machine. For the details, he had to remove the SSD storage from the M2 expansion slot in the unit, and he replaced it with a Radeon RX 6900 XT GPU. Now this is normally a GPU that's set aside for use in desktop PCs. So it took a little bit of hacking and uh, mucking around to get it to actually work. But then it eventually did. The result of this was getting The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt running at 4K resolution on ultra settings and hitting a frame rate of about 108 FPS. It got Grand Theft Auto 5 running at around 70 FPS on 4K. And we also had Cyberpunk's frame rate varying between 40 and 80 frames per second, but this of course is dependent on the game as opposed to the hardware. So if you're keen to check out the work that he did, have a look at his YouTube channel or check out the article that I've linked in the show notes. Let's talk about NFTs. I have mentioned them on a previous episode and for those who don't know, NFT stands for non-fungible token and it refers to an area of the blockchain that can be sold as a means of digital scarcity. One person can own one unique part of the blockchain. And that's what an NFT is really. GameSpeed is reporting that Terra Virtua, a known digital collectibles platform, is now creating Terra Virtua Studios to create games to exclusively use their NFTs in first and third party game development. My analysis of the crypto space and NFTs within games is that as it has been pushing through despite the collective gaming community considering it a scam. And I think this is moving into the second phase of work for NFTs where they've realized that people don't just want to buy items for digital scarcity and get into crypto, but they want to be able to use these NFTs in their games effectively, but they need to create the environment to do that. 
It's impossible to ask all game developers in the world to create NFTs that can work cross-platform. These individual and very unique items can't be developed for and have something in Tomb Raider be available in Minecraft and any other combination you can possibly think of. So the idea that NFT-based studios are being created to make games specifically to use them is really the scenario where it makes sense, I think. That isn't to say that NFTs are commonly related to scams and that anybody in the games industry or any kind of crypto-based industry should be looking at NFTs with a very strict and curious eye whenever they're looking into it. But at least for games, if NFTs are etching out their own game space and don't infringe on the AAA titles we're used to playing, they might have a shot at getting into the industry properly. Continuing into the technology news, I thought you all might be interested to find out that the world's first 200 terabyte solid state hard drive is nearly here. Nimbus Data's 100 terabyte extra drive immediately became the biggest SSD in the world in some time around 2021 or 2022. And they've more recently been working on one that's 200 terabytes big. But the thing is, this isn't something that's gonna be available for consumers generally. They are built for use in server farms, big network storage capacities, or even supercomputers, which is becoming more and more common for research these days. It could also have a price tag of $40,000 or more. It's a bit much for the common consumer. Solid state drives have definitely come a long way. And in fact, if you've been exploring for a Nintendo Switch or even a Steam Deck, the idea of micro SD storage getting so large that you can have a teeny tiny card with about a terabyte on it, it should show you the progression of hardware availability and the ability to have very large bouts of memory available on devices. This is the kind of thing that would push the technology forward but makes us wonder why they're not releasing a better version of the Nintendo Switch that would have better battery life, but more importantly, more storage for games as they get bigger and bigger. Just a little something in there that I thought you might be interested in hearing. You might remember in a previous episode that I declared that RimWorld, a game previously released in Australia without issue, was coming up for a console release, and so the Australian Classification Board has rated the game as refused classification that was back on the 28th of February. It is now back up with the board again and will be reviewed on the 20th of April. That's in about a week. And hopefully they're gonna come back with a positive review saying that it does have a classification and can be sold in Australia. The Australian Classification Reviews Board is notorious for not rating games if it deems them inappropriate. And the fact that culturally things are a little bit different to the rest of the planet shouldn't necessarily mean that gamers get deprived of certain games especially when an objection such as the one placed here, which had something to do with the moral elements of the game and included an inordinate number of small things that could have pushed it over the edge, I don't think that should be a mark against it. In any case, we'll report back when we find out more. Also continuing the Elden Ring narrative and rounding us out for the end of this week, prolific Soulsborne speedrunner Distortion 2 has really been hunting for ways to improve and alter his experience with the game to the point now where he's completed a number of bosses, big bosses in the game, some of them the hardest that they could possibly encounter by only using his bum stomp ability. This is an ashes of war ability, which can be equipped to weapons and add a bit of extra skill or functionality to any of the basic melee weapons. But it's hilarious to watch him play through the game and butt stomp his way through while avoiding issues. 
He's also one of these players who speedruns the game and has completed it in under 20 minutes. I think sometimes they come in at under 10 minutes. And if you know enough about Elden Ring, you'll know some of these players can only find their glory by bouncing their rump across the lands between. I myself have been playing the game over the last few weeks. I am very close to the end, but so frustratingly far away that I don't know if I'm going to be able to get there. But I'll keep you posted and who knows, maybe I'll do a dead drop decides and let you know a little bit more. Maybe do a spoiler cast or something like that. Maybe get in touch and let me know if that's something you'd be interested in. That was the gaming industry news that you need to know. I appreciate you being part of the Dead Drop community. Head to deaddroppod.com to check out the sources of the stories and more. For any questions or comments, email me at deaddroppod at gmail.com to have them read out on the show. Join me every Monday and Thursday to discuss the latest game news and make sure you tell your friends about the Dead Drop. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you here next week.